Thanks for joining us on the New Beginnings Podcast, where our goal is to help people connect with Christ. We hope you enjoy listening. So anyway, this is it. We are in part six of the series. And if you don't know what we're doing, Life Hacks is this idea that you can use little tricks of the trade to, to you know, just advance your life. We learned, again, you can start a fire with Doritos. Uh, you can hammer a nail with a clothespin. You can do all kinds of little things to try to enhance your life. But that's, that's like li- little life hacks. What you want is the ultimate life hack, which is wisdom. And God actually dedicates an entire book of the Bible called Proverbs to this idea called wisdom. And wisdom is this, it's this kind of broad idea. It's not knowledge, right? Because we know some people that like have a lot of head knowledge, but do dumb things. Can I get a amen? We, I've seen that before. Uh, we know people with high IQs, but they have you know, terrible relationships because of the dumb things that they do. And they say, we, we know that it's more than just common sense. It's not, it's not really that it's this divine wisdom. It's knowing what to do, when to do it and how to do it. And having those things kind of converge, right? All at the same time. And God wants to give you that wisdom. And so the book of Proverbs is 31 chapters, one really for each day of the month, depending on what month it is, I guess. And and I'm telling you, it's just loaded with wisdom. And so we've just kind of talked about this big, broad idea that the more wisdom that you can get, the more you will be hacking life. And so today, uh, I can't recover and recap. You're just going to have to go watch online if you miss some of them. But today we will talk about something that is so crucial that every one of us deals with. I promise we all run into this at some point in our lives. How do we control our anger? Yeah, how do we control our anger? Let's talk about anger real quick here, because here's the deal. Um, Women, let me talk to you real quick. You ladies, you lose your temper on average about three times a week. Men, you're worse. Six times a week. Women, you most likely get angry at people. Men, you most likely get angry at things. Doesn't that make sense? Man, my wife brings home stuff for me to build, and I'm not a builder. Men, anybody, can I get an amen if you just, yeah, not a builder, don't know how to build things. And so uh, she, and, and she just knows that when she brings home something for me to build, she has to like, okay, kids, hide, you know, go to, go to your room, everybody shut up, just be quiet, leave him alone, don't touch him, don't poke the bear, don't anger the beast. And so she did this recently where she wanted to buy like a pergola, for the backyard, because our backyard gets too hot and we needed a little shade, so she buys this pergola. And I'm not lying, y'all. I get the instructions. There's a billion different parts. This is worse than Ikea. And I open the instructions, and I'm not lying. I swear to you, it had two steps. Step one, build it. Step two, hang a canopy over it. And I thought, this is the dumbest thing I have ever seen in my... How can step one be build it? And so I have a vein that is more prominent now than it used to be, but I have a vein. Why? Because I'm angry at stuff. And that's, I, I get that. I had, just so you know, I had a buddy of mine help me with this that, to calm my anger. And we did. I have a pergola now. I just wanted to throw that out to you. All right, let's talk single people, single people. I don't know why, but you express your anger twice as often as married adults do. And I found that to be backwards in my brain. I'm like, really? It's not my experience. Anyway, men, <laughs> men, you are more physical with your anger than women are. Men, let's be honest. You ever, you ever pull a LeBron James and punch the whiteboard? Take yourselves out of the game? Nope. 
Now, I remember counseling this couple, and he came and said, Pastor, I need to come see you. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's meet. So we met, and he came in with a big thing on his hand. I'm like, dude, what happened to your hand? He goes, that's why I'm here. I have anger issues, and I got mad at my wife, and I punched the refrigerator, and I broke my hand. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And here's this, following into this last one here, you are more likely to express anger at home than anywhere else. And so this is what we're going to do today because the book of Proverbs has so much to say about this. And what you're going to find is this, is that three main things I think the, the book of Proverbs dials everything into. Everybody say, remember? remember? No, a little bit better. Like the Niners are good and the Raiders are good and we're going to meet in the Super Bowl and we're all excited, okay? Everybody say, remember? Remember. remember. Everybody say, reflect. reflect. Everybody say, restrain. Yeah. One more time. Remember? remember. We're going to reflect. reflect. And we're going to restrain. Watch this. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 32 says this. It says, whoever is slow to anger, you're going to get angry, but it's how you handle that anger. It's what you do with that anger. It's how you process it. It's whether you let it take over you or not. Whoever is slow to anger, you're better than the mighty. And whoever rules his spirit is better than he who can take a city. And so the book of Proverbs is going to get into this idea of how do you remember, how do you reflect, and then how do you restrain? Number one is this. What do you do when you feel like blowing up? What do you feel like doing when you, when you want to kick the cat and punch the refrigerator or yell and cuss and throw things? What do you do? Number one is this, is you need to remember the results. Because when you read the Proverbs, and I'm telling you, There's like 20-something verses I could throw at you today. I'm only going to throw you half of those. But I mean, there's so many of them. And one of the things that it points to is this idea that when anger leads the way, the results are always bad. Like the outcomes are always negative. The consequences are always terrible. Listen to this. An angry person, this is Proverbs 29, verse 22. An angry person stirs up conflict. And a hot-tempered person commits, everybody say, many sins. Not just one, many. Now, real quick, let's just own it real quick here. How many of us tend to be a little bit on the hot-tempered side? Anybody want to own that? Just yeah, a little, little hot temper. Anybody in here? You're you're a, a, a you know a love child, a peace, and you know you're you're just everything's kind. You are the eye of the storm. You are cooler than the other side of the pillow. Okay, you just take notes and give it to other people. But this is for this is for everybody else other than the two of you that are lying. Um, <laughs> So, so you commit many sins. Like you need to know, again, the book of Proverbs basically says, hey, when anger leads the way, it's not like a sin's going to happen. It's like, no, there's a bunch of sins. He goes on to list like whenever anger's there, you have arguments, conflict, mistakes, folly, foolish things. I'm just telling you this. I, I don't even have time to read all these Bible verses. I read a story recently because if you read uh, news stories about crime, you can see how anger always leads to stupidity. There was a young man, he's a football player, and he was in the drive-through at Taco Bell and got so angry that they messed up his order that he tried to claw his way through the drive-through window and got stuck. <laughs> they called the cops and arrested him. Did y'all see what happened to the crazy woman at Starbucks in Canada? I will not even tell you what she did. There is literally a story where this woman is serving 10 years in prison right now because of what she did because her and her friend were arguing over whose nickel it was. 10 years in prison over a nickel. Because why? Well, you commit many sins. There's a lot of dumb, weird things going on. And you can tell this is that whenever anger leads the way, you always lose. That's the end result of this idea that you need to remember that whenever. Think about your finest angry moments. 
Think about what you did, what you said, how you responded. Now go back and remember the results and you will notice you were always losing. Some of y'all were losing respect because how many of y'all, let's not confess to this, it's just internal to this, okay, just process this on the inside only. No hand raising at this point and no elbows either. But how many know you ever lose your temper? I remember I did this in a restaurant, somebody... Uh, Somebody called me and gave me like this terrible news and I was so angry and I got up and, and I was like on the phone yelling and mad and angry and it dawned on me later that everybody in the uh, restaurant was watching me and I felt like an idiot. You're losing respect sometimes. Sometimes you're losing your health. I don't know if you know this or not, but when you let anger stew that you can literally link it to health issues and chronic health issues that you have. Because when you get so hot and you get so angry, you actually have a chemical dump going on in your body. It's actually harmful. You can, I know people that have lost their job, lost their spouse, lost their kids, all kinds of things. Why? Because anger was leading the way. And I'm telling you, if we don't learn to get a hold on this, it's going to wreck our life. And so you need to remember the results. Listen to this one. This is huge for all of you parents and kids and, and family, marriage, stuff like that. Listen to this. Proverbs eleven twenty nine says, the fool who provokes his family to anger and resentment will finally have nothing worthwhile left. There's a huge component to anger inside of families. I've seen families just totally separate. Siblings get mad. Parents and kids get mad and fracture and divorce and all kinds of ugliness. And you just need to know, like, this is what's, this is, this is the remember the results. Remember when anger leads the way. And I'll talk to you about how we deal with it in a second. But I just need you to, like, have this gut check moment where you realize anger might be an issue for me. It is not something that needs to go left unchecked. Anger might be an issue for me and it's nothing that I need to, like, well, that's just the way I am. Well, I'm Italian, or I'm Portuguese, or whatever. Everybody, I think everybody says that their culture is angry. What does that tell you? We're all just angry. So quit blaming your culture. You just have anger issues. So there was this interesting article I read. It was a study they did where they took children, and they asked the question to these kids, what is the favorite thing that you think about when you think about your mom? Or what is the thing about your mom that you love the best? And you know what they said? All kinds of stuff. Just, oh, mom's this, and mom's that, and there's all kinds of cool stuff. Then they ask them the question, hey, what is the thing that you dislike most about your mom? And the answer was almost unanimous. Now, the first one was varied and all kinds of fun and colorful and cool fun things. But the second one, what do you dislike? I hate it when she screams. That literally the anger and the screaming and the yelling, which kids will provoke in you, that was the thing. Why? Because I'm just telling you, there's something about that family dynamic. Because anger ends up. And you ever think about why you yell? You yell because you have to vent. You've got to let it go. Or you've got to put somebody in their place. And yelling, you need to know this. Like yelling does have short term effect, doesn't it? It does work short term. People are afraid. They will, because when you flip your lid, they're like, oh my gosh. You, you get afraid. So you get this short term you get this short-term result, but you have long-term damage. Be careful. So remember the results. Number two is this. Everybody say reflect. So you got to remember the results. But number two is this, is you have to reflect before reacting, which means this. You're going to get angry in life, but before you do anything with that anger, you have got to train yourself to step back, to not be impulsive. Punching the refrigerator is impulsive. Kicking the cat is impulsive. Going through the drive through window at Taco Bell, that's impulsive. You've got to reflect and just think it through. Listen to this. This is one of my favorite ones. Proverbs 29, 11 says this, is that fools 
give full vent to their rage, but the wise bring calm in the end. Now, there's a different translation of the Bible because we, you know, there's different writers in English and the way Hebrew to English works. But this is what another another writer translated this. He said this: A stupid man gives free rein to his anger, but a wise man waits and lets it grow cool. Everybody say wait. Yeah, there's something you have to do with your anger. It's called wait. A, a wise person, they take their anger and they say, you know, I am livid, but I'm awake. There, there's something about it. As a matter of fact, it was, it was Thomas Jefferson who, who originated that idea of when you get angry, count to 10. How many of you ever had to do that before? You're like, okay, one, two. No, I hate them. You know, you just... So Thomas Jefferson said, when you're angry, count to 10. He goes, when you're very angry, count to 100. What I think Proverbs would say is count until you stop being crazy. Stop, just, you need to wait. And then the next thing it says is this, is, is it says a wise man waits, but then he lets it grow cool. Everybody say cool. Man, you got to be cool. You've got to learn to chill out. Like take a breather, take a moment, take a pause, reflect before you react. Because here, here, here's what you need to know. And the reason why you have to put this reflection inside of your anger is this, is you need to recognize that anger is a choice. Like it's a feeling, don't get me wrong, but once you express it, that's your choice. Like you ever thought about this? Like Taylor Swift is living a duplicitous life because in one moment she says, hey, shake it off. You got to shake, shake, shake it off. But in the next one, she's like, you make me so mad, right? Look what you did. You made me so mad. Taylor, you can't have it both ways. You either need to choose to shake it off. But the other thing, don't we do this sometimes? Anger is your choice. And sometimes you take that and you blame other people. They made me so angry. Look what you made me do. No, stop it. That's foolishness. Anger is your choice. What are you going to... And I'm telling you, if you don't reflect... And I know this is a choice. You know how this is a choice? You ever done this before? Or you've seen it done before? You ever seen a couple or, or you were doing it and you're yelling and you're fighting and you're angry and you're just so hot and your face is kind of contorted and you got this mood about you and then all of a sudden the phone rings and all of a sudden you're like, hey, Bob, what's going on? How are you doing? And you can literally go from livid and angry and mad to, hey, Bob, what's going on? Can I call you back in a minute? I'm in the middle of a little something here. Okay, all right. I'll talk to you later. All right, goodbye. All right, yep, yep, yep. Okay, bye. Because getting off the phone is weird. It's hard sometimes for guys. We don't know what to do. Your anger's a choice. You're in the moment. And I'm telling you, you can reflect. You can pause. Before you do anything, you need to reflect uh, Proverbs 12, verse 16 says this. He says, when a fool is annoyed, he quickly lets it be known. In Solomon, I mean, this is brilliant stuff here. This is a life hack. Smart people, though, will ignore an insult. Like, you, you need to be aware. Like, this is what wise people do versus foolish people do. One of the questions that you need to, to think about is this, is what is it that makes me upset? Because what you get upset over shows the depth of your wisdom. Like, if you're going to prison over a nickel... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Depending on why you broke your hand hitting the refrigerator, depending on why you did all, like what you get, you, you need to ask that question. Proverbs 19 verse 11 says this. It says, when someone wrongs you, it is a great virtue to ignore it. 
It's huge. Jesus is maybe the perfect example of this. If you ever watched the life of Jesus, people are constantly trying to mess and goad Jesus all the way up to the end, obviously, where he's, he's constantly being prod and poked and messed until eventually he's arrested and beaten and crucified. I'm just telling you, he had every opportunity to put them in their place. He had every opportunity to bring wrath and judgment and be mean and get angry. And he was able to restrain his anger and not just respond to an insult. Proverbs 17 verse 27 says this, it says, the one who has knowledge uses words with restraint. And whoever has understanding is even-tempered. So have you ever noticed this? Like, you need to understand. You need to understand you. You need to understand them. Because the more you understand, the more understanding you become. Isn't that fair? Let me say it again. The more you understand, the more understanding you become. One of the things you need to understand is this is what gets me worked up? What makes me angry? Is it the Ikea instructions? Is it road rage? Is it my spouse? Is it my kids? Is it that one annoying coworker? What is it that makes me mad? You know what I learned? This is just me. Like uh, some people get angry and get mad if they maybe don't get invited to something or if they feel left out or if they, if somebody says something, uh, it, it, everybody's got their own thing. I just learned for me, if I am, if I feel disrespected, like I don't, you don't need to love me. I really don't care. Right? This is the way I feel. I'm a little weird, but I, you don't need to love me. I don't care if you love me. I don't care if you like me. It doesn't matter, but you disrespect me and I'm angry. And I just realized like, okay, Ty, you need to be careful with that then. And don't read into anybody's stuff and try to, and if it happens, then you need to go and reflect and remember and do all those things. And so anyway, you need to figure out what is it that makes you angry. Here's a few things that I wrote down that I think make us angry besides me being disrespected. Number one is this is hurt. What makes you angry? Yeah, when you're hurt. Emotionally hurt. Because there's an old saying and it's true. Wounded people wound other people and hurt people hurt other people like for every anger that you have more than likely there is a hidden hurt that is the root cause of that hey sometimes it's being physically hurt makes you angry can I, anybody ever been there before like you're physically hurt i'm hurt right now i've been battling this like this back pain and i'm like i'm to the point now where sometimes uh, i'm angry that my back hurts or sometimes you ever go like this because my back hurts i'm then grumpier and more irritable and therefore angry so you got to be careful you can be emotionally hurt you can be physically hurt you can get just frustrated i was in traffic the other day oh my lord jesus have mercy i was in san jose and there was no it was no there was no way it was friday at two o'clock or three o'clock and i've got to get to livermore I feel claustrophobic because there's a cement wall here and there's cars everywhere and it's all caving in on me. It is the most, fr- I get, I get why people get road rage. Now, no, nothing happened. I didn't see any incidents. I didn't get mad, but like frustration, insecurity sometimes makes you angry. Sometimes you're angry because on the inside, you feel threatened on the inside. You don't feel confident and that creates anger. Sometimes, Hey, look, this is what James said. The book of James James was the younger brother of Jesus. James said it so plainly. He said, you know why you're angry? Because you didn't get what you wanted. I never even thought of that. That's so true. Think about that. And sometimes one of the best things you can do to not take yourself so seriously, to lighten the mood inside of you is simple. Every time you're angry, you need to sit back and just tell yourself, I'm angry because I didn't get what I wanted. It's therapeutic. Watch what happens. You can't help but kind of smile at yourself a little bit. You might feel a little ridiculous. You know why I'm angry? Because I didn't get what I wanted. Okay, Todd, you need to think. You need to remember. You need to reflect. Listen to this. The Bible says this. 
in Proverbs chapter 27. No, we already read this one. So we, number three is this. This is where we're going. Everybody say, remember. Everybody say, reflect. Now, this is a huge here, and we talked about this a little bit last week, but it's, it's worth saying again because there's even more Proverbs that talk about it. Number three, everybody say, restrain. Restrain your remarks. This is the Proverbs I wanted to read here. Those who guard their mouths and keep their tongues keep themselves from calamity. Have you ever noticed that when you get angry, you say the nastiest things? You ever know? And now some of you, you fall into two different categories. How many of you, when you get angry, you get locked up and you can't really, you fumble your words and you don't say the best stuff? And then later you come up with like the best stuff and you're like, why didn't I think of that? I could have really gotten them with that one. Now, how many of you are the opposite? How many of you in the moment, you have the best thoughts and ideas all of a sudden, it's, it says, yeah, you just, the, the best zingers and blingers and one-liners and stick it to them and all that stuff comes out of you. Why is that? Because when we're angry, all of a sudden, we're speaking out of that evil place. We're speaking out of that negativity, and we are using our words to hurt other people. Listen to this. This is so huge. Proverbs 15.1 says this, a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Let me read that again. A gentle answer turns away wrath. Let's, let's talk about that real quick here. Whose wrath is it turning away? Well, let's, let's be honest. It, if you will learn how to answer gentle, the first wrath that'll turn away is your own. You ever, you ever notice that? How like yelling sometimes feels good and then you just keep yelling? Actually, the best thing you can do is, is control your tone of voice and let that, let your gentle answer turn away your wrath, and I promise your gentle answer will turn away their wrath. So that's the first thought, that, that, that really the, the wrath that it turns away first is your own. But then it says a harsh word stirs up anger. You know what that means? You ever thought about this? Anger is contagious. Have you ever noticed that you were in a mood and you were angry and all of a sudden you let those words fly and that other person was perfectly fine? They were content. They were happy. They were in a good mood until you came along. And because of your anger, and, and again, it says a gentle answer, not sarcastic answer, not harsh, not cruel, not mean, a gentle answer. That means tone and pitch. Parents, can I get an amen? It's tone and pitch matter. Spouses, tone and pitch matter. So we're talking about a gentle answer, the words you choose and the way in which you choose to speak them, it turns away wrath. But the opposite is true. A harsh word, it stirs up anger. Anger is contagious. There was a story I read. It's a long time ago. In 1894, um, John McGraw was the third baseman for the Baltimore Orioles. Baltimore had gone up to Boston to play a simple spring baseball game. Not the World Series, not going in for the pennant race, nothing important. And John McGraw gets into a fight with the other team's third baseman. Like words were exchanged and all of a sudden then they're throwing blows. And in baseball, what happens when teams fight? The bench is clear. It's awesome. I mean, just not awesome. It's anger. Uh, I slipped there. It's, it, it, so, and then the bench is clear and the fight got so out of hand that after the bench is clear and teams are fighting with the other team that people in the stands started fighting with each other. That's not even the end of it. Somebody in the crowd gets so angry that they set a fire onto the stadium and they burn up part of the stadium. The stadium's so close to housing and homes and bought. And so like they literally 109 buildings were burnt to the ground when it was all said and done. 
Mm-hmm. Remember. You got to reflect. You have to restrain your words. If not, you end up with carnage. A bunch of burnt down stuff all around you. Burnt down relationships. Burnt down people. Burnt down things. It's hard. You don't want to let anger control you. And so what do I do with my anger? I mean, you really got three options. Number one, is this repress it? What do you do with your anger? Is there anybody in here who would like to kind of own this? That when you get angry, you stuff it down. Any stuffers in here? You just bury, you just shove that thing down deep. And if I don't, yeah, yeah. The problem is, is that when you repress your anger, again, it's causing actual physical harm to your body. It's not healthy for your body. But two, you become like this. You got this steady boil in the back. You know what I mean? The back is a steady, it's a steady boil. And eventually you're going to flip. The idea is not to repress anger. That is not what I'm telling you to do. I'm not telling you all to go stuff it and repress it and just act like it didn't happen. And don't, I'm not, I'm not telling you to do that. Because, well, here's the other option. How many of you fall into this category? I like to express my anger. I like to just let it out. I want everybody to know. I'm just going to express. And remember, the Bible says a, a fool gives full vent to his anger. So that's, that's not the answer. So repress, that's not good. That's not healthy. Express, that's not good. That's not healthy. Here's what you want to do. You want to, you want to do this. You want to confess. What do you do with your anger? Well, you got to remember the results are going to be bad if you let anger lead the way. You've got to put a pause in there, whether you count to a hundred or to a thousand, you better put a reflection in there. You better not say those words. What I actually want you to do is go and take those words and take that anger to Jesus and have a moment where you remember, where you reflect, you certainly don't say those words. And you, as a matter of fact, if you want to do something, go read the go read the book of Psalms. Psalms has some weird stuff in it. Psalms has some stuff where David says stuff like, "God, go kill my enemies. I hate them." And you're like, "Wow, that's in the Bible. That doesn't sound very very Bibleish. That doesn't sound like Jesus is like, oh, let the children come to me and let's bless the kids." And that doesn't sound like that. But here's the reality: the Bible's raw. It's real. It's just it's it, it's it's not it's not this like washed over like, oh, just be like that. No, it's David saying, "No, I hate these people. Destroy them, God, please." And you see, he's not well. He's not going and actually. He had an army. He could have probably gone and killed them. He's not repressing it. What's he doing? He's bringing it to God in this incredibly vulnerable and transparent moment. And you know what? God can handle it. God can handle your issues. God can walk you through. God can work this out. God has the answers and the solutions to it. And so here's, here's when I say bring it to Jesus. Here's what you're going to see happen. It's this. How can Jesus help with your anger? Um, number one is this is that Jesus can heal the hurt with his love. Remember, for every anger that you have, it's more than likely rooted in a hurt. You've got a wound. You've got an insecurity. You've got a thing. And if that thing is left unresolved, then your anger is just going to return the next time time somebody pushes your button. So, I mean, again, repressing your anger actually is not the answer. Jesus healing the wounds of your heart, that would be the most pivotal thing that you can do. Because, again, if every anger comes from a hurt... And I don't fix the hurt. The anger will just return. Number two is this, is that Jesus can replace your frustration with his peace. Like sometimes I have to take a deep breath. Some, like the last time that I was angry, I wanted to uh, express. That's my natural inclination. I am not a represser. I have no problem with expression. 
And I wanted to express in that moment, and I thought, no, 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 that won't. And this is before I was studying for this sermon, so the Holy Spirit must have been really at work here. And I was like, no, just pause. Just pause. I had some time. And I literally, I had some time on my hands. I just put on some worship music. I thought, let me put my attention on God. Let me just put my focus on God. And then I began to ask myself questions like this. Okay, Todd, what would a mature person do? Not what would I do. <laughs> Don't get crazy. Not, not what would I do. What would a mature person do? What would a wise person do? What would be the... Todd, if you were advising somebody else how to handle this and you were objective and non-emotional and you could see it clearly, what would you tell them to do? How would you counsel them? Hey, one of the questions you need to ask yourself when you get angry is this. Is it really that big of a deal? Like, really? It's a nickel. It's a chalupa. Is it really that big of a deal? In light of eternity, is this really important? Now, don't get me wrong. Sometimes things are. Sometimes the answer is yes. The answer is not always no. Sometimes the answer is yes. But let's be honest. We get upset and angry sometimes about the most silly and ridiculous and petty things. We need to ask Jesus. Jesus, would you please give me some peace, some peace of mind? There's a, there's, Paul talks about a peace that surpasses understanding and it guards our heart and mind. What what is it guarding our hearts and mind from? Anger is one of the things it's guarding. And so I want to come to Jesus and have a moment with Jesus, have a moment of reflection and worship and allowing God. So here's, here's one of the things you need to know. You want God to speak to you, but some of you never ask him a question. God, why am I so frustrated? God, why am I so angry? God, where is this coming from? God, why is this such a big deal to me? God, would you please give me peace? And then lastly, how can Jesus help us with our anger? Is this, is that Jesus can replace your, your insecurity with his power. See, all those insecurities that you have, I want you to know that only Jesus can make you whole. That only Jesus can actually be your security, your rock, your provider, the thing that grounds you. And I just want you to know, like, you've got to turn to Jesus. Everybody say, remember. When you're angry, I want you to remember that whenever anger leads the way, you're losing. Something bad, something negative, according to Proverbs, something negative is going to happen. Everybody say, reflect. You better, you better take a pause for the cost. You better take a moment to worship, to pray, to think, to ask, to seek, to reflect. Everybody say restrain. You cannot say what comes to your mind. You can't, as a matter of fact, sometimes you can't say anything at all, so don't speak. Take a moment to remember, to reflect, restrain those words, and then bring it to Jesus. And if you do, you'll find a different way. You'll find a life hack. You'll find the way to salvage your relationships, to salvage your job, to salvage your respect, to salvage your peace of mind. You got got to remember this. Every time you get angry, you are trading in 60 seconds of anger or 60 seconds of happiness for every minute you're angry. You're trading that in. You're giving it away. Many times you're giving it to the person that made you angry and you're just saying, here, here's my happiness. Here's my peace. Here's my joy. I'd rather be angry. I'm telling you that you can bring that to Jesus and that is the life hack that will produce God's abundant life in you. Can I get an amen? amen? Let's pray this morning. So Heavenly Father, we, we need to take a moment right now and confess. The answer is not to repress our anger, it's to confess, it's to bring it to you. And so I'm gonna give you just 30, 40 seconds here. If you say, Todd, I have, uh, I have an anger issue then it's time for you to bring that to your heavenly father. It's time for you to have a moment with God. Hey, if you're in here today and you said, hey, recently here, I had an angry moment 
and I did something I regret and I said some things that I regret. You know that if you've wronged somebody else, the answer is not confess to God. The answer is to confess to them. Is there somebody that you need to go and confess? And say, hey, I just want you to know I was so out of line. I blew it. I was so wrong. The way that I handled that, the things that I said, I was completely wrong. And I hope that you can forgive me. Um, I just wanted you to know that I'm, I was wrong and I'm working on that. I don't want to be an angry person. So, Heavenly Father, we thank you for these words of wisdom. God, these words of wisdom that challenge us to change, to turn to you, to change the way that we think, the change that we live, the way that we live, to change who we are from the inside. God, let these words get buried down deep in our heart. Let, us, let those words change us from the inside out, Lord. God, help us to live in joy and in peace as we walk with you, Lord. That is our prayer today in Jesus' name. And we all said. Amen. Can you give the Lord a big hand clap this morning? Thanks again for listening to the New Beginnings Podcast. For more information on New Beginnings Church, please visit us online at nbchurch.tv.